Well, welcome into an, another Mouthy Middletowner edition. Um, I'm sitting across from Keith Cook and the Pups. Uh, not referring to JT, just Keith Cook and the Pups. So uh, JT is out of town uh, in Chucktown where he's spending time with family. And um, so it's just us uh, hairy animals, mm -hmm. uh, that being myself and uh, Keith Cook, probably not the dogs, even though they got dogs have more hair than I do. So. They've got some hair on them, that's for sure. Yeah. So, well, we had a lot of interesting happenings and going ons this past week in uh, the mill town. Um, now that everything's kind of in full swing with uh, basketball and wrestling, that's pretty much the only thing going on. We did have a new coaching hire uh, for um, American Legion baseball, but we'll touch on that a little bit later in the uh, episode. But, uh, Keith, uh, won't you. Uh, as you are affectionately wearing your Nation 4 baseball shirt, won't you uh, hit leadoff and tell us about <laughs> some uh, NAFO basketball? All right, sounds good, yeah. Um, successful week for the Falcons, going 11-4 and four across the three days. They played uh, Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday? No, Monday, Friday. Tuesday, Friday. Friday. Right, right. Golly, I got my days all screwed up. I knew there was a back-to-back <laughs> -back in there somewhere. And... All the teams look pretty good. In fact, the varsity girls went three and zero after starting the season, zero um, three, no, zero two, right? Zero two. Gosh, it's been been a long time since I've been on the podcast. Obviously, <laughs> so so the Falcons sweep this week. They beat Northwestern twice. So the the uh, Nation Ford had to play Northwestern, and they kind of bookended the week that uh, this week by playing Northwestern. They were at home on Monday, and then Friday they went down to Rock Vegas to play the Trojans down there. 5-0 uh, and on Monday night. The boys uh, won 66-62. JV boys won 30-29. Ninth grade boys won 43-30. The varsity girls won 48-24, doubling up the Trojans. And the JV girls in an offensive juggernaut winning 18-16. to um, Again, uh, I wasn't here last week for the podcast, but I did. I was out at Charlotte Latin broadcasting the boys game out there last week, and the varsity boys lost J.J. Rember. So right. that's a big loss, losing an all-state basketball player. He averaged nearly 18 points a game. But when I talked to Coach Brown before the Latin game, he talked about how he thought that his transfers coming in, including Jackson Burnham, would more than make up for that loss that he incurred by losing Rembert. And, you know, a lot of people would probably scratch their head and think, what on earth are you talking about? I mean, this kid was such a dynamic floor leader, uh, right. scoring all those points. And if you needed a big three-point shot, there he was to take it. And so you wonder who was going to fill in. And in that first game against Latin, of course, you know, you guys talked about last week, Jackson Burnham scoring 31 points out of the gate. Yeah, And he didn't right. slow down by scoring 29 against Northwestern. And just from what I've seen of him, and I've even seen some video highlights of the games I haven't been able to, to go to yet, he just seems like one of the most complete basketball players that Nation Ford's ever seen. He can pass the ball, he can rebound, he can assist, he, obviously he can score a lot. And it's just uh, incredible to see something like that. So when Coach Brown made that prediction, he wasn't, he wasn't joking around there. Yeah, I think he's a thing. You know, you talk about five tool, five star players. I mean, he's up there. He 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 can dribble, he can shoot, he can pass, he can rebound. 
he's not real tall. When you've got people like, you know, Caden Giles on your squad, yeah, he's not as tall as that. But, I mean, if there's a loose ball on the court, he's he's after it for sure. He is after it. And, and um, that's one thing that I think one of those type of intangibles that's going to make the Falcons successful this season. And, you know, unfortunately, we're stuck in that kind of what they call region of doom, region of terror, where you've got Fort Mill who's playing really well right now. You've got Rock Hill who has been a state contender over the years. Clover's always good. And you can never discount those Columbia schools either. So the Falcons look pretty good, not only on paper, but also out on the floor. We'll move to the Catawba Ridge game really fast. Falcons in that game with five minutes to go, tied 55. But then it's uh, just too much uh, Hager. Yeah. And uh, he, I think he scored the last 42 points for the Copperheads, maybe. And they, they walk out of that game with a seven-point loss. But really nothing to really be discouraged of because Catawba Ridge is one of the better teams in the area. And to be able to hang with them like they did, that's got to be encouraging for Coach Brown. Also on Tuesday night, J.B. Boys fell to the Copperheads 55-30. Ninth grade boys won 55-14. Varsity girls with their second game uh, winning in a row, beating the top bridge 47-38. And then the J.B. girls falling 22-19. So we'll fast forward to Friday. Another good game uh, ready for Northwestern. And again, Coach Brown getting the boys back off the mat after losing a tough one to Catawba Ridge. They went at Northwestern 43-40. JV boys just keep steamrolling along 42-40. Ninth grade boys uh, won 40-25. The varsity girls, three in a row for Coach Bennett, and they won 41-24, and the JV girls lost 33-16. I'll go to the girls' team really quick on some of the observations I've seen is that they have a frantic – kind of almost full court press and defense. When they use it, right. it's pretty effective. And, and when I was out there for the game at Latin, Latin only scored three points in the fourth quarter. And Mason Ford made a big run on it. I mean, they, the, the lead was kind of insurmountable after three, but they made it a lot more respectable than, than what it was after three. And it was that crazy pressure defense that Coach Bennett has going. And I think that's something that they can use going forward. And obviously they held Northwestern to 24 points on uh, – uh, Friday night, they held them to 24 points on Tuesday night. Uh, so I think things are going to look pretty good for the Falcons. Obviously, again, Fort Mill, the class of the region right now, going they're undefeated right now. But I think that Coach Bennett has a nice young nucleus that can learn over the course of the season and maybe make a little bit of a run in the playoffs. Yeah, I think they're, it's kind of one of those things where the girls, especially, they're young and you don't expect a lot out of them. So they're, they're, they don't know what they don't know, so they don't know that it's supposed to be a little bit harder than it, they're making it look. I think they've done great considering where they're at and how young they are. I think, you know, we're talking about it. they got a favorable week coming up. You know, they have, I think, Lancaster girls, Indian girls, and then... CR again. Yeah, CR again. So that's three more wins they could take right there and get out of the gates at 6-2. and two early in the season so I think the Nation 4 girls they're doing better than than I think many people had anticipated because again like the boys they lost you know a big score in Camille Carriage who's gone so you kind of didn't know what they were going to have you looked at the roster you looked at you know 
what you thought they could possibly be, but one never knows until they're actually, you know, out there playing. So um, kind of moving on with, with similar opponents this past week, Catawba Ridge, um, up and down week for them. Girls-wise, uh, girls lost um, to Fort Mill, uh, 52-31. Um, Fort Mill girls are now 5-0. Catawba Ridge uh, falls to 1-5. That game was on Friday uh, in the arena. It just is one of those things where um, Fort Mill started strong and, and Catawba Ridge never really was able to catch up. Uh, Morgan Davis had 15 points. Addison Cunningham had 14 points. Right there is 29 out of 31 points. So Catawba Ridge really has two main scores this year. Girl-wise, and Morgan Davis and Addison Cunningham, and it's kind of one of these things. If you stop them two, well, you know, it's, you've pretty much taken care of the game, and and it's it's going to be a long year for them. They're they're young. Um, they're you know almost I would say as young as Nation Ford, probably not, probably somewhere equal to that. Um, that's why I think the matchup. Should be a good game this coming Friday between the two. But, you know, there's a lot of freshman girls for Catawba Ridge that, that are on varsity where normally they would be on uh, JV, but they just don't have the numbers. And, you know, it's one of those things. That it's, it could be a long year for the Copperhead girls. Uh, CR boys fell 45-37 to 37 to uh, Fort Mill. It was their first loss of the year. Uh Zion Hager had 12 points, and uh, Lance Barnes had nine. Game was close in the early going. It was 9-9 uh, nine to nine after the first quarter, and then Fort Mill opened the second quarter going on a 10-0 run, and Tyler Rich just never recovered. They chipped away and chipped away, and they'd pull within, you know, four or three or four or five during different parts of the second half, but they can never just get over the hump. They can never – get to a point where they could actually get any momentum going. So it's just one of those things where, you know, Fort Mill, they played them earlier in this season. They lost to them. Fort Mill completely revamped their, their game plan and whatever they did worked. I mean, you talked to um, Myron Lowry, a Fort Mill head coach after the game, and he was like, you know, it's exactly what he wanted to do. He wanted to hold them under 40 points. So, you know, Fort Mill improves to three and two. They're doing great. The girls are five and zero. Oh. Um, it's just been it's just been a whirlwind around here with uh, basketball. Fort Mill did have to go to Lancaster earlier in the week. The girls won uh, fifty six to thirty eight at the varsity level. Claire Moore had fifteen. Jody Chambliss had sixteen to kind of lead them. Uh, but the boys lost. Um, Terrell Carrington had 19 points, Noss Berry had 13, and Lance Parker had 11. Uh, you could kind of tell then with how close and how tight they played Lancaster because Lancaster and Catawba Ridge looked very similar, and you could tell then that they might be giving Catawba Ridge some problems come Friday, which they did. Um, but still, to hang with a team like Lancaster, who was, you know, finished second last year, lost the 4A state championship to Irmo, it's got to be pretty good for any team that can hang with Lancaster and Catawba Ridge like that. 
it bodes well for them to have a pretty good stretch run. So that's pretty good. Uh, the the four varsity boys teams have lost four games collectively. Or the three varsity boys teams have uh, lost four games collectively in this city, and that's uh, that's kind of impressive. Yeah, it is, and I know Fort Mill. Uh, they've got a true road games this week. Obviously, they're not playing any home games at Fort Mill High School, but they got true road games this week. Uh, they're going on the road three times. Uh, they go to South Point, North Carolina, on Tuesday is their next uh, most recent game. Catawba Ridge actually hosts South Point, North Carolina, on Monday. Um, that's their next most recent game. So it's going to be a, a pretty good week. Um, Fort Mill's got some, some difficulty heading forward just with, with um, their schedule. But uh, they should be all right. Um, Coach Lowry has put together a pretty good roster. Um, still kind of missing A.J. Washington. He's not playing right now. Not necessarily due to injury, but due to, you know, still trying to come back in, from injury. Um, kind of one of these things where it's no, no need to rush him back too soon to the point where he gets re-injured or gets hurt like that. So... Uh, you know, they're kind of being with kid gloves on with him, kind of taking some precautions, which, you know, could be smart down the stretch. So this is the second time they've faced South Point this season. I already beat them once. Right. I believe. Okay. Yeah, they, they beat them in the season opener at home, so to speak, mm -hmm. and at Rock Hill Event <laughs> Center. But, um, yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting to see if South Point makes the adjustments that, let's say, Catawba Ridge did. So um, it'll be it'll be interesting to see how that works. Yeah, good start for all the teams around here, and looking forward to another really good week and see things start jockeying for position before the I guess the league starts. Region play starts at the beginning of the season or beginning of the year, I yeah. believe. I've I've not kind of gone that far up. I know some of the schools have have holiday tournaments around Christmas, and then according to the Fort Mill site their first region game will be a quote home game against Blythewood. Right. Yeah, and I think that's in when is that? That's on January 9th. January 9th. So yeah, and I know they're going back Fort Mill's going back to West Cabarrus over the holidays. Um they're gonna be playing some showcase games up at Independence High School or during the first week of that break. The second week they'll be going to West Cabarrus. So um you know Last year, that West Cabarrus tournament, Nation Four was also in it. It's just one of those tournaments where they kind of found their mojo. I mean, they they you know kind of worked some kinks out and were able to really take off with region play after that. I think that tournament could really bode well for them. I expect maybe AJ Washington to be back then. After talking with some people, he could come back for that tournament and be ready to go come region. Let's let's hope that he is. Because he's a, he's a player they're going to need down the stretch. Him, Barry. Uh, Gerald Carrington really stepped up this past week. Um, he went off on night with 19 points against Lancaster, which uh, is a very sound defensive team. So, um, yeah. But it's, it's going to be an interesting week coming up for, for both CR and Fort Mill. So, um, kind of transitioning over to wrestling, Fort Mill – uh, again, um, doing pretty well on the mat. They're 6-0. They had a quad 
uh, match this past week on uh, uh, Wednesday. They faced um, Gaffney, Northwestern, and White Knoll. They got a steamrolled both Gaffney and White Knoll. Um, struggled a little bit against Northwestern, but again, Northwestern's ranked second in 4A. They're pretty good. Uh, Fort Mill's ranked second in 5A. Um, they beat Gaffney 60-21 to and then took on Northwestern. Had to come from behind and beat Northwestern 30-26, to 39-26, um, even though that, that score was a lot closer than it seemed. And then they just uh, steamrolled White Knoll 66-9 to uh, end their night. Another good week for them. They've got a tough week ahead. They've got to go to uh, River Bluff to face uh, River Bluff, who's pretty good this year. It's gonna be their first real test. Uh, they'll be going down there on uh, Tuesday. So that's their first real test of the year, um, or at least as much of a 5A school as test as they're gonna see. So far, they really haven't seen a lot of competition in 5A yet. Um, Northwestern was pretty tough for them as well in 4A, but it should be interesting to see if they can uh, pull things together against River Bluff. That'll be this coming Tuesday. Uh, Nation Ford, uh, I think they did pretty good on the mat. Yeah, they did all right. They went down on Wednesday. It seemed that that was a busy week for all of the wrestlers here in town. Uh, they started off with a quad meet at Lexington on Wednesday. They played West Florence to open it up 51-24. And West Florence is nothing to sneeze at. They're, no. they're pretty solid in, in just about every sporting event you could possibly imagine. But then they ran into the buzzsaw of the Lex, of Lexington, the host of the quad meet, and they lost that one 53-17. If I believe, if I'm correct, Lexington's one of the top 5A schools they are. in wrestling this right. season as well. So kind of to be expected by the Falcons on the mat against Lexington, but still put up a good fight, and that's going to pay valuable dividends down the road. Then the Falcons decided to uh, get into a little scrum down at Hillcrest with the Ram Invitational, and they finished in fifth place overall as a team, and then individual placers, Todd Lindquist, Jake Moore, Dalton Kurtzinger, Denny Gilstorf, uh, Derek Bailoon Van Sandwick, that's a long, long name, but congratulations to you, Will Clark, and, of course, friend of the program, Mitchell Adamas. Yeah, I was looking at some of those names for Nation 4 Wrestling. Uh, uh, Derek, I, I want to call him Van Sandwich. Yeah. But I know that's <laughs> I know that's probably not uh, A, politically correct, or B, the proper way you pronounce it. But, um, yeah, they're doing pretty well. I think uh, they're going um, – things are going well for them. I know uh, CR Wrestling, they did pretty well this past week. They um, – uh, had a winner in the Kingsley uh, Classic over at a, technically a Fort Mill um, tournament, but obviously it's held at Nation 4 this year due to the um, issues with the Fort Mill not having a gym. Mm -hmm. But uh, Jared Eubanks winning uh, his weight division in that meet or that uh, tournament, so good for him. I think they're, they're all kind of coming together. Um, it's, it's going to be interesting, again, once the region starts in January, where things stand with these three um, schools. I think I think Catawba Ridge is, is going to be better than people think. Um, Northwestern's obviously tough coming out of 4A in, in that region, so Northwestern's probably your front runner. But um, 
I think Nation Four is is right up there. Um, you always got Rock Hill, and then there's Fort Mill. So it could be one of those things where um, Nation Four could easily, I see, making the playoffs easily this year. Well, and we'll go back to Fort Mill real fast, being the defending state champion. What kind of pressure do you think they feel now that they've had, you know, Coach Brock retiring and, and, and bringing in a new kind of system, if you want to call it that, how that's going to affect them or will it at all? Well, I mean, I think one thing that's helped them that so far this year is there's a lot of familiarity with the program. You know, last year, assistant coach Adam Murillo has been an assistant forever, it seems like, I think 14, 15 years before he got the head job when uh, Coach Brock stepped down. Um, he's a head coach this year. There's familiarity with him. He knows the kids. The kids know him. You know, I mean, wrestling is, is kind of one of those things. Wrestling is wrestling. It, it doesn't change a lot. It's just, it's just a matter of, you know, can you be more disciplined than your opponent? And, and that's usually what it comes down to. Um, you know, I mean, there's, there's only so many things that you can do, you can teach in a, in a, a lot of time. And, you know, these, it's, wrestling's one of those sports is kind of like year-round. Uh, you'll have people competing in the summer. You'll have people competing, you know, obviously in the spring and things like that. So the more you hone your skills with that, um, the better off you are. I think one good thing that's helping Nation Ford is they got a lot of youth. Um, their youth programs is starting to take off. Their middle school program is growing. Uh, the middle school coach, uh, Dan Snell, is is doing a great job. He's kind of – he's a former head coach for Nation 4 Wrestling, and he's able to kind of build things in and get things going. So I, I think future's bright for both of them. So. Well, and you, you got to figure that you see the success of the Fort Mill program and, and how they've been bringing all those young guys in, like you were saying, with the middle schools – and Nation Forward trying to do the same thing with Coach Snell, I mean, you might as well try and copy what's been working. It seems like it's been a good formula for the Yellow Jackets, so why not try it for the Falcons? And so far, the Falcons have been looking pretty good in the wrestling season this season. Yeah, and I think, again, I think come region, they'll, they'll be right where they want to be. I know they've got, obviously, um, over the Christmas break and things like that, there are tournaments that they'll be going to, individual stuff and dual things. So that should help them. Um, no so, yeah. Clayton Rigel. <laughs> no Clayton Rigel. Um, but, you know, they, they are able to – that's one good thing about the sport. Usually there's enough bodies you can fill people in. Um, you know, they just got to make sure they make weight and things like that. So mm -hmm. um, it's not really – shouldn't really be an issue for them. But, uh, yeah, I think you got people like Mitchell Adamas, Jake Moore, Dalton Kurtzinger, um, Todd Lindquist, all that are – Experience, yeah. yeah, and able to bring people back, and that helps. That goes a long way. Um, so, uh, yeah, it should be a good season for all of them. Kind of, kind of switching gears again. Moving on with a little, little baseball news. Uh, Jeff Stack, Nation Four head baseball coach, will be the new American Legion Post Forty Three Junior head coach. So. Um, congratulations to him. I think uh, it's going to be a good hire. I think he's going to do a good job there. Um, obviously, you're working with him this this spring. Mm -hmm. So, uh, your thoughts on on him? He's a great board. hire, and I know that there was kind of some 
speculation that he may take some time off during the summer, not for anything, any kind of problems he's having, of course, but just because baseball takes a lot of time from a lot of people. And, uh, you know, he's a teacher full time, but having to also deal with fall and spring and all that, it's just, it's a lot on a, on a coach. And so sometimes they may want to have a, have a little bit of a break, but if I know Coach Stack like I do, and I do, he, he has that baseball fire year round. And uh, I, I couldn't think of a better hire. Uh, of course, you know, our hats off to uh, former coach Mike Lewis who started the program, did a fantastic job. So, you know, for me personally, it's a great thing because I got my NAPO guys that are, you know, going to cycle between each other. Obviously, Coach Lewis was at, at Top Ridge last year, but when he started, he was with NAPO. Uh, Talked with Coach Stack earlier this, this week, and um, he's ready to go. He's excited to work with all the talent in the town of Fort Mill, and there is a lot of it. So, uh, you know, come tryout time when that comes around, that's going to be difficult because there's going to be a lot of good guys that we may have to leave off the roster. But um, I know he's excited to try to continue the Fort Mill tradition that's been built over the last couple of years. Yeah, Coach Lewis, uh, was a, I guess you'd call him inaugural uh, junior Legion head coach locally, did a great job. First year, uh, came within a game of winning the state championship, um, you know, got back to the state tournament his second year. He's been at the helm for three years. Uh, he's got a lot going on. Um, kind of one of the reasons he stepped down, you know, he works, you know, Catawba Ridge football. He's part of the Catawba Ridge baseball program. Uh, newly married. Newly kid. <laughs> New, newly kid. Uh, he's been, he's been um, had a kid. I guess the kid's probably roughly almost a year old. Almost a year, I think yeah. so. Yeah, yeah, so... Um, he's got a newborn, so to speak, so uh, still in the toddler stage. So he's got a lot going on, so I can understand, you know, family ties and everything. A lot of stuff, he didn't have those responsibilities when he started. Right. And now, you know, a lot of life happened to him <laughs> real quick. And um, But, yeah, he did a great job with the junior program. Um, I think what people don't realize is he was able to get it on – good firm foundation which with any program whether it's baseball or basketball or wrestling or, or even I don't know tiddlywinks having a good foundation to start a program is it goes a long way and, and I'm you know I'm confident um coach stack can do the same thing can can you know continue to build upon what coach Lewis started and it should be a good uh good summer yeah, he gets a lot out of his players, and you know, although I've only been with him for a year, just watching how he operates uh, with his kids over at Nation Ford, and they, they've gotten to this point where they'll basically run through a brick wall for him, and so that's kind of what you want. You want a, a guy that is going to get the respect of his players and get the most out of them. Coach Lewis certainly did that. Uh, he got the respect of his players, and he got the most he could out of all of them, and, and Stack is going to do the same thing. And uh, you know, I know he's got that that championship ring in his in the back of his mind right now, and and uh, you know he's new to the community, came from the Monroe area, Sun Valley, and um, I think uh, nothing would be better for him to be able to to put his mark on this community, uh, being a new resident of Fort Mill to to bring home a state championship for post forty three. Yeah, I think one thing that's very similar for for Coach Lewis and Coach. Stack is, you know, 
they're both competitors. They're both, I don't want to say fiery because that, that gives off a bad connotation, right. but yeah. they're, they're both competitors. They both like to win. Um, so, you know, but they do things, you know, the right way. So hopefully, you know, going forward, things will continue to, again, build upon um, what, you know, has been established already. So, Well, it's something that he even talked about last year. If we were going to be able to maybe field a third team, he had his hand up in the air right away. So, I mean, he's eager to take on that responsibility. And so, I mean, I'm looking forward to February, first of all, because that's when baseball starts. But... I'm also looking forward to May and June, seeing what, what happens with that as well, especially with the abundance of great players we have in this area. Yeah, and with with that, with him coming on board, I guess the junior program kind of moves back over to Nation Ford uh, well, the, where they will be playing um, in the summer. So I know that's a, a pretty short drive. They, they have been playing the past couple of years at Catawba Ridge, um, but the junior program should be moving back over to Nation Ford this year. But still, it's a long way to go. We got a lot of <laughs> a lot of sports ahead of us. Um, obviously, you know, we're right in the start, really, of uh, basketball and wrestling season. So things are really going forward with that. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's it's been a it's been a busy week for sure. It's going to continue to get even more busy, especially as the holidays come around. Mm-hmm. Um, again, there's tournaments and games and things just because it's Christmas break. These athletes, you know, they get somewhat of a break, maybe academically, but they're not really taking a lot of break uh, athletically. So it should be a pretty pretty busy weeks coming up, especially with the holidays. So Very good. Yeah, that's, uh, you know, we're just scratching the surface of winter sports here. And, and so we're going to really be starting to get in the thick of things at the beginning of the year with region play starting and all that. But these are good tests for these players, not only on the hardwood, but also on the mats uh, to, to get ready for the playoffs when the states do come around. I want to backtrack a little bit back to the fall. Uh, Nation Ford had three honorable mention all-region team players and Savion Drayton, Riley Cook, Jason Baxter, and University of North Carolina baseball commit Caden Barnett was named to the Region 3 5A All-Region team as a quarterback, the junior from Nation Ford, making the team for his first time. So congratulations to those four athletes. Yeah, um, All-Region teams are getting released for football and everything, so uh, congratulations to those, um, especially for, for Catawba Ridge and Fort Mill as well, for those athletes. So a um, lot, lot going on, a lot yeah. going on, and hopefully – in the coming weeks, despite the holidays, we'll have a couple guests on there. Hopefully, JT will be back next week. So you just you won't have to hear me talk as much because um, contrary to popular belief, it is not my strong suit. Um, but, yeah, a lot going on. Yeah, great time, uh, great week. Looking forward to another great week here. Um, all the teams are really busy, so uh, we'll have plenty to talk about next Sunday as well. Well, that being said, give us uh, give us a shout out, drop us a line. Uh, you know, you can reach out. Um, we're on the uh, Apple Podcast platform, Spotify. So give us a like. Uh, if you want to be on here, reach out, contact us. It's pretty easy. Um, our emails are out there. So uh, again, for Keith Cook and for John Turner, and for the pups looking Blue up at Keith Woody. like <laughs> Keith looking up to him like uh where's my food yes, so yeah exactly 
So um, that being said, another edition of Mouthy Middletowners in the book, and we thank you for listening, and we'll be catching you down the road. Take care.